Welcome to the Paragon Podcast, a podcast focusing on the needs of high net worth individuals and their families. We discuss the markets, tax strategies, and how to better manage wealth with the goal of living better for today while planning for tomorrow. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast and thank you for tuning in. I'm Elian Mendoza and I'm here with Evan Shorten, the firm's founder and principal. Hello, this is Evan. I hope you're all doing well and I wanted to thank you for listening. Today we're going to do a market update building on last weekend's client email. Uh, in it, we briefly discussed markets, interest rates, and the current challenges the Fed faces with monetary policy. But before we get started, if you want to stay up to date with our announcements and email communications, please sign up to our emailing list by visiting paragonfinancialpartners.com and entering your information right on our homepage where it says sign up for our latest insights. Additionally, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast app, Stitcher Radio, and to our YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. So with that, let's get started. The state of the economy is currently in a spot we have not seen in decades where the economy is slowing down Many would even say we're in a recession, while simultaneously experiencing decades-high levels of inflation. One big reason for why we're here are the lingering effects of the COVID pandemic, which devastated supply chains and economic production, all while governments around the world injected record levels of money into the world economy. In the U.S., it's estimated that about $10 trillion new dollars were added to the economy through various emergency programs and industry bailouts. Additionally, war between Ukraine and Russia has exacerbated the lack of available commodities and resources around the world, causing production slowdowns and food shortages globally. All this has put central bankers whose job is to maintain price stability in a tight spot and equity markets have taken notice. Now, that's the very high level view of where things stand today. Evan, can you go into more detail? Well, as we wrote In our most recent email, Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve are really stuck between a rock and a hard place. We're now in our second year of increasingly high inflation with the August 2022 Consumer Price Index posting an 8.3% inflation rate on top of a 5.3% inflation rate from the prior year, August 2021. Whether it's because of money printing since the 2008 global financial crisis, the 2020 pandemic, and the $10 trillion response, or external forces like Ukraine and Russia, at some point, inflation catches up to all the money printing. Now, on one hand, the Federal Reserve needs to slow inflation in order to fulfill one of its primary mandates, price stability. On the other hand, The economy has slowed down significantly, posting two quarters in a row with negative GDP and estimates that Q3 may experience near zero GDP growth at best. The issue here is the primary tool the Federal Reserve has to fight inflation, known as quantitative tightening, can also cripple a slowing economy. Essentially, Jerome Powell has to walk a fine line between trying to raise rates to fight inflation without hurting the economy too much. And for a while, Powell did claim the Federal Reserve could engineer a soft landing, but that notion has all but disappeared and has been replaced with Powell's recent language of there will be some pain. 
which he first stated in his Jackson Hole, Wyoming speech and reiterated this past Wednesday during the interest rate press conference. Right. Powell has gone all in on raising rates until inflation can be tamed, even if it means a recession and pain for the economy. To date, the Federal Reserve has raised rates five times, with the most recent three hikes being 75 basis points each, bringing the Federal Reserve's Fed funds rate to about 3%, 3.25% from near zero just this past February of 22. Now, the interesting thing is that equity markets have been all over the place this year, despite Powell being fairly transparent about raising rates all the way into 2023. We saw the S&P 500 make all-time highs in early January 2022. It fell to a then-yearly low in June 2022, then staged a summer recovery, and as of Friday, September 23rd, fell to a new yearly low. There were even times earlier this year when equity markets almost seemed to disregard Powell's comments to raise rates. Well, that tells us the markets don't know what to believe. Is Powell going to stay the course and fight inflation all the way, or will there be what's known as the Powell pivot to protect the markets from any significant pain? Essentially, Powell and the Federal Reserve have a credibility problem that stems from decades of Federal Reserve bailouts. So let's go into that a little bit more. It might be hard for some people to believe that our financial markets don't take the chairman of the Federal Reserve too seriously. Given he holds one of the most important positions in arguably the entire world. At the end of the day, Jerome Powell controls the U.S. dollar, which is the world reserve currency. However, despite his position, there have been days when markets dismiss his resolve to fight inflation. So the Federal Reserve has backstop Wall Street since the Greenspan days. In 1998, Alan Greenspan and the Federal Reserve bailed out long-term capital management, a hedge fund that had taken on so much leverage it risked collapsing the financial markets. This marked the first time the Federal Reserve stepped in to save Wall Street. In 2008, during the global financial crisis, Ben Bernanke and the Federal Reserve bailed out the entire financial system. Not only was this the biggest bailout ever conducted up until this point, but they also went as far as providing bailout funds to Canadian banks as well. Then starting in 2015, Janet Yellen began the process of quantitative tightening, albeit a very, very, very slow pace. However, once Jerome Powell became the head of the Federal Reserve in 2018, he ceased quantitative tightening and pivoted back to dropping interest rates. And this is where the term the Powell pivot originated from. In 2020, in response to the pandemic, Powell bailed out the stock market by taking on the debt of private corporations and providing the liquidity to bail out corporations across all sectors in the economy. In March of 2020, Neil Kashkari, the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis, said the quiet part out loud in a 60 minutes interview, there's an infinite supply of cash when responding to how much aid the Federal Reserve could provide in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. 
And lastly, let's not forget the biggest black eye on the Federal Reserve's credibility. With inflation rapidly on the rise in 2021, Jerome Powell continued the policy of quantitative easing, aka money printing, claiming inflation was merely transitory, a statement he would then have to retract within a few months. So here we are in 2022, and equity markets are not taking Jerome Powell too seriously during the first four rate hikes. One of the most common questions we have heard this year in both talking to clients and talking to other firms is, when will Powell pivot? Up until Powell's Jackson Hole, Wyoming speech, it seems like markets were operating under the assumption that a pivot was a matter of when as opposed to if it could occur. In other words, Powell isn't just stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's stuck between a rock, a hard place, and with his back against a wall known as credibility. Right. And with the market's reaction from Wednesday's rate hike and corresponding press conference, it seems the markets finally took Powell seriously, but only time will tell. The bigger issue I personally see is Powell trying to restore the Federal Reserve's credibility in addition to fighting inflation. What do you mean by that? Well, Powell already has the near impossible task of taming inflation while not destroying the economy. He's been pretty adamant that there could be a small recession as a result, but he's willing to accept that. If asset prices move up again, like they did during the summer, the Fed's going to take that as a sign it needs to keep raising interest rates at a fast pace, ultimately exacerbating the chance of destroying the economy. There is a risk that if markets at any point question Powell's commitment to fighting inflation, he'll have to overdo it with the interest rate hikes. And likely, he may already have. However, for now, it seems the markets are getting the message. Okay, with that said, what's your opinion on markets at the moment? Well, approach with caution. I don't mean that in an ominous way or anything like that, but equity markets are probably going to be reactive to whatever Jerome Powell says or does. As long as they're increasing rates, I don't see too much market upside in the coming months. Equity markets could be muted or trade in a sideway range through much of 2023. That said, I wouldn't abandon equities by any means. The economy and the financial markets all move in cycles, and there will be opportunities to buy great companies and stalwarts of industry during market overreactions. Just think, two years ago, energy stocks were presumed dead. Up until 2022, fixed income was also considered non-existent, and now here we are and everything has changed. Now, there is a silver lining, and we've talked about this in the office a number of times, and that's fixed income. Right. We mentioned this in our email as well. Up until this point, loose monetary policy has been damaging for savers and has made life difficult for retirees who need income from their portfolio over appreciation. Tight monetary policy has the complete opposite effect. It rewards savers and those looking for income. One year ago, trying to find risk-free income was near impossible. It didn't exist. 
As of Friday, September 23rd, the one-year, two-year, and three-year U.S. Treasuries are all paying over 4%, and the five-year Treasury is right under that at 397 approximately. Um, for those who can accept a little bit more risk for a higher yield, the U.S. Corporate Bloomberg Fixed Income Index is posting a 5.38% average yield for corporate debt in the U.S., Retirees and risk-adverse investors now have options to generate income from their portfolio. As rates increase more, there'll be more income-generating potential for investors' portfolios. Okay, sounds good. We covered a lot in this episode and no doubt went a bit longer than usual, so we'll wrap things up quick. If you have any questions about what we discussed or would like someone to review your portfolio or current asset allocation, please don't hesitate to give us a call. In the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast and to our email list. We'll see you here next time. Goodbye. The Paragon Podcast is brought to you by the professionals at Paragon Financial Partners, a registered SEC investment advisor. The topics discussed herein are for informational purposes only and should not be considered as a solicitation or offer to purchase or sell any securities. The financial strategies and guidelines discussed herein may not be appropriate for everyone as each individual circumstance is unique. Please review all tax information with your tax professional. Please review all legal information with your legal professional. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please visit our website at paragonfinancialpartners.com or email us at info at paragonfinancialpartners.com.